Aloha. This is the Maui Nokoi Magazine and Silver Shark Media Podcast. I'm Diane Woodburn, publisher at Maui Nokoi, and my guest today is Brian Yano. Brian is the group manager for JLL on Maui, which manages 12 properties here, including the Outlets, the Maui Mall, Old Lahaina Shopping Center, and nine others. Welcome, Brian. Aloha, Diane. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's nice to hear your voice again. We haven't spoken in a while. It's been a few months, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is always fun to talk to you, so I'm looking forward to this conversation. But before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about your your background. I know you you were actually born and raised in Hawaii, on Oahu, is that right? Correct. And then I spent several years on the mainland in New York, uh, Massachusetts, and Arizona, different properties, and then returning back to Hawaii in 2002 to take care of my mother. Right. I remember that. I think you were on several islands, right? You were on Oahu. Weren't you on Kauai for a little while? Yeah. Um, on different positions that I've had, I've overs- oversaw um, properties on the four islands. So I got to travel a lot. But, you know, my home base was Oahu until the time my mother was put, placed in a home. Yes, I've been back on Maui since 2011 and, you know, have been working at several different places here on Maui, but um, currently working with JLL. Right, right. And I think that's when we, did we meet that long ago? Was it 2011? My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, time, time flies when you're having a good time. Unfortunately, we're not having such a good time right now with um, the pandemic. Here you are managing some of the most important shopping centers on on the island. Uh, People are looking to you to figure out how to get back to real life again. Tell me, what was it like when it hit and this this pandemic hit and all of a sudden there's a decree that you've got to close down and, and people can't come to the shopping center? How did you handle that? Well, you know, we looked out working for an international company such as JLL. You know, Hawaii wasn't the first to shut down and wasn't the first to reopen. So I got the benefit of the experience of our other um, shopping centers and my co-employees throughout the nation on what was tried and worked and what was tried and didn't work. So by the time we actually needed to shut down, uh, we had a lot of things already in play. So, you know, and I looked out, you know, of the 12 centers that we managed, only one completely shut down and another basically had one store open, which was a restaurant um, doing takeout. But the other shopping centers, all are grocery anchored or essential business anchored, like drugstores, like Long's mm-hmm. or Office Max. So, you know, the, the centers themselves had their major tenants not shut down. And we had a lot of restaurants still doing takeout. So we still were busy. Uh, we did, you know, unfortunately... The 24-7 stores cut back their hours because of this shutdown. Um, So we had to cut back, reduce, or eliminate some of our services that we normally provide at the centers. Right. And then you have, you know, your clothing retailers and those type of retailers that are more dependent on tourism. So are, are they, I imagine many of those have had to close completely. Yeah, so the retail um, back in March had to shut down. Everybody literally had to shut down except for essential, and retail wasn't considered essential. So, you know, a lot of closures, and it took a lot of people by surprise. So a lot of people didn't know what to do, including us, including the landlords, right? This was unprecedented. Nobody ever had gone through this before. So this was all a learning process for us. Right, and I would imagine people are asking for rent relief um, or 
compensation and must be really difficult to manage. Uh, yeah, you know, trying to, especially when we started opening, you know, I think a lot of um, the rent requests, we, we waited to see how long it was going to last because a rent assistance for one month is different from a rent assistance for four months, right? Right. So, you know, we did a little wait and see, but when they started reopening, that's when we started uh, dealing with all the rent uh, assistance requests. And that was a big process between all of our groups, our leasing groups, our management groups, the owners, and the tenants. So it was a collaborative effort on, on everybody's part, I believe. All right, that must be a huge... A huge thing to manage because I mean you yeah if if they if they can't pay you they're going to close and if they close you have you have no tenants and on the other hand if you have no rent you you can't pay your overhead either so that's that's a mean formula that you'd have to work out to make everybody whole yeah I mean revenue is down for everybody right it's not only down for the tenants it's down for the owners it's down for right. the ground lessers and lenders that the owners have to pay so. You know, it, it it is it was a ripple effect for everyone. And you know, you don't want the vacancies, right? right. Um, but even through this, you know, you look across the country, you know, bankruptcies are up nationally in retail. And you know, they're saying that here in Hawaii about seventeen percent so far of the businesses are expected to shut down within the next few months. Yeah, we have what, thirty seven percent unemployment? It's pretty yeah, pretty dismal. But you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. And there are, you know, I go into Makawao once in a while and the shops are open, a few shops here and there, and it's kind of fun. I think people are beginning to see that shopping local and um, supporting local businesses is really important. Um, so I, I'm hopeful that we're going to see a, a, a lot of support there from the community coming back into the shopping centers and, and buying local. So I hope that happens. And I, I, I think it is. But it must be, I mean, I know you have to do a lot, too, to make that happen. For people to come into the shopping centers, what do you have to do or what have you been doing to make it safe, to invite people back in? Well, one thing, you know, luckily we're all open-air malls. We're not a closed center, so I don't have any entry doors and, you know, escalators and elevators that I have to worry about. So really, my common areas are just really hand railings and restrooms, but we have to increase the cleaning of that because what we used to do before is not adequate, you know, to meet today's requirements because of the COVID. So we did have to increase, you know, janitorial services when the tenants started opening. And, you know, the tenants have restrictions. They have to have sand sanitizers and, you know, social distancing decals and their plexiglass um, at their cashiers. And then we had to assist with them because if they're limited to the amount of people that can go into the store, you know, they have to line up outside. So we help them place their six foot decals outside their store, which normally you wouldn't be able to do because that's actually a common area. Right. But, mm -hmm. you know, with the restrictions, we want people to actually wait in line and get in the store so they buy something. Right. Right. So part of your role, I mean, you're assisting your stores. Um, I imagine you're, you know, assisting with, with overhead, obviously a little bit. And now you're also assisting in making the stores safe by helping them set up the stores and by making sure they're providing sanitizer and that people are keeping their distance. You, yes. you mentioned plexiglass. You're, they're putting plexiglass up at uh, um, the cashiers, that type of right. thing. 
Yes. And then the other thing we have to increase with security, right? Um, you know, with the centers not being open as much as they normally would be, I think we're half the hours now than pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so with the center being shut down so long, you know, we, we increase our security because it's, it's property risk, right? When you have something not being um, trafficked a lot. So what are, the, what are some of the things that on the fun side that you will be doing to encourage shoppers to come back? Well, we've done a lot of promos, um, you know, especially on the local malls like Maori Mall. We had a back to school contest where you could win prizes. We did a shop and dine promo where if you buy, you know, spend $100, you get a gift card from one of the five restaurants that we had in Maori Malls. And, you know, it was pretty successful. Um, people asked if we could run those pro programs longer. And, you know, I think the next one we're going to do, we're probably going to run longer, but we're trying now to come up with more innovative types of programs and promos like that to help drive traffic to the tenants. Would any of those include, I mean, can people order things and then come pick them up? Like you sort of say, oh, I want, you know, three t-shirts and a pair of sandals and, <laughs> and, and some flip-flops and they, the shoppers shop for them and bag it and bring it to them. Is anything like that been incorporated? Actually, a lot of tenants are doing that um, rather than, you know, because they know some people are um, a little nervous about walking into a store. So they get calls and, you know, and actually some of the tenants actually call their database and let them know that there's certain sales on and they say, do you, you know, to deliver or can we pick it up or can you mail it? And they do have that mail option. So, you know, they can pack it up for you and you can pick it up or they can pack it up for you and they'll mail it to you. So it's kind of personalized shopping's coming back. Maybe that's... It sounds like it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's a cool thing. You're going to have your personalized shopper. You call in and tell them what you're looking for, and they shop for it and send it out. Yep. Is there anything in place for the shoppers also? I mean, we talked about what the retailers are doing with, you know, putting up a plexiglass and wearing masks and being very safe with their with six-foot markers. Is there a requirement for shoppers do you, to wear masks? Is, is anything like that being um, enforced? There is. I mean, we have signs up everywhere that you should maintain social distancing, no large uh, crowd gatherings and wearing of masks. And, you know, we enforce where we feel it's necessary to enforce. I mean, if you're the only person walking down the mall without a mask and there's no one around you, I don't think I need to stop you, right? Right. Um, because the mask is only when you're near within uh, um, six feet of somebody. You can regulate as much as you want, but, you know, you don't want to discourage people from coming either. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that balancing act. So has it been fairly easy to to monitor and to, to keep things safe? Actually, you know, people on Maui are very diligent about wearing their masks and about social distancing and not gathering. I mean, we did remove all the common area furniture, so there's no place for you to sit oh. and gather. And, and where we do have tables that we couldn't get rid of we do have signs that you know we this section is closed please do not loiter and it's just because we're trying to not allow the, the violation of social distancing and the, the large group gatherings right which is an issue right now um, right. and I'm thinking it's still going to be an issue a few months from now well that's one of the things that you are were always so good at is actually the gatherings the social gatherings but um, entertainment farmers markets you know, things that made your center alive. 
So I, I was curious how you were handling that component of your business because I, I feel well, you, you were so good at that. Most of our events, you know, are are tourist related, especially in the resort centers. So with without the tourists, most of our events had to stop. Um, you know, so there's no one coming to see hula shows right. or cultural demonstrations. But you know, we just we started our. Zumba classes, but we're doing it outdoor, both at Maui Mall and outlets, which is kind of interesting because we actually have little decals on the sidewalks outside um, around our stage of where you're supposed to stand while you're doing mm -hmm. your Zumba. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to adapt to the change, right? But it, it's great. We're getting a, a great response to it. So, um, yeah, well, everybody can still, still get Zumba at uh, the outlets in Maui Mall. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, and it's Outside. still bringing activity into the center, right? Which is what we need. Right. And what about farmer's markets? Are those going to come back? A lot of the farmer's markets have shut down. I know Pukulani is still going um, and going strong. But I think uh, right now that's not going to happen because I think everything on the west side has shut down. On the positive side, uh, one, one of the things that's happened is that the Waikiki Brewing Company is just opened at the outlets. And um, so tell me about that. How are they doing and uh, what is that bringing to the center? Um, and considering that they opened without an announcement because they were ready when, as soon as we got the CO, um, the certificate of occupancy to open and the sign off in the Department of Health, they opened the very, within six hours. So there wow. was no, we didn't know when that was going to happen. So, you know, it took us a few days to be able to get the word out. And so, you know, their first week wasn't that great, but within five days, they started to have a wait, which is great. You know, so the, the first month that they, half a month that they opened, they did, they think they did really well. I think they did really well, um, considering that they're at a 50% capacity, they were full every single day. It's new and they're getting a lot of support from locals, which is great. That is great. Yeah, I, mean, I think beer is a big deal right now. <laughs> everybody, wants, everybody wants to get a beer. Um, and I haven't actually been in the new uh, Waikiki Brewing Company, so I imagine that it's pretty good-sized and that it's uh, people can distance and still have a good time. Yes, and you're right uh, on Front Street, so you're right across the water. Uh, you probably have one of the best views on Maui. <laughs> can they get, can you go on the sidewalk? Ha, have any of those? I know that no, uh, the restaurant Hui you, was lobbying hard to get some of those. They were. And, you know, uh, you know, the brewery does have an application in for that. We'll see what happens with that. How do you see the future um, with, with retail? Do you, do you think it's going to come back to normal or do you think there'll be some changes? Do you feel that there's going to be, a, um, as the mayor put it, the, a new normal? I think there's going to be a, a new normal. I, I don't think we'll ever go back to how it was pre-COVID. Unless we come up with a vaccine, um, I can't see it going back to pre-COVID levels of, you know, not restricting people into the stores or social distancing. You know, if we ever do get back to that, you know, I can see it getting back to normal. But the main thing I think is, is what we do with the, the hotels. Um, on Maui, you know, we have the highest unemployment because of the unemployment from the hotels and hospitality, you know, and even on my regional malls that are local based, they're affected because the people who normally shop there are currently not working. So it's not only the tourists that are affected, it's the local affected, you know, where they have to cut back on some of their spending and only buy what's essential. 
Right. That that's definitely a challenge. And I, I imagine that's also the marketing is changing because we need to look at our, our local markets more than our visitor markets right now, uh, which, which also might change what people are carrying in their stores. Is that something that, that's challenging? I don't think so because the only true fully resort center that we have is the outlets. And, you know, because they have discounted items, you know, it's not only the tourists that actually shop here. I mean, a lot of local shop here, especially sure. with the deals that they're having right now. I mean, some of the stores are up to 80% off. So, mm. you know, yeah, they get some great So deals. you get a beer and 80% off. <laughs> <laughs> Good reason to go. come down to the outlets. <laughs> <laughs> so has anything prepared you for this? I know we've asked this question to a lot of people and it it sometimes sounds redundant, but it, it's interesting to me to, to hear how you feel about it in your career. I mean, you've been through financial crisis, you know, 2007 and eight, and you've been through recessions before. Do you feel that you went into this prepared or do you feel that it was just so unprecedented? It, it, it was just a, a full stop and turn around. You know, they are going to say that it's, it's, it's totally unprecedented because, you know, when you look at the last four recessions, you know, they were financially backed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's the reasons it didn't affect a hundred percent of the sector. It just affected certain portions of the sector. This is affecting everyone. Right. So it, it is different, but again, luckily working with the company that I work with JLL, when this initially started, even before Hawaii shut down, I was on daily calls with the regional teams across the country going over what was happening and how they're handling things. And so, you know, that helped us get prepared here because once I got off of those calls, then I was on the calls with my staff as well. You mentioned that, you know, you had the advantage of seeing what worked and what didn't work. What what worked and what didn't work? I kind of like to know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it depends on which cleaning methods work, total shutdowns of shopping centers, because there were some centers that like 100% shut down and they boarded everything up. Luckily, we didn't do that here. Mm. Um, so I didn't have to worry about how we we're going to reopen. You know, we don't have corporate offices here. We're all on site. A lot of them had, how are they going to go back to their offices when they reopen the offices and how are you going to clean and all that other mm-hmm. Um you know, requirements. But, you know, I don't think we were affected as much as the mainland. Some some of their malls are a lot larger than ours. And, you know, you've got the large center owners that, you know, did things across the country, right? And, you know, we didn't follow suit with everything that they did, but we did do things that we thought were correct and effective. Now, what does your crystal ball tell you for the next six to 12 months? Well, I don't think we're out of this yet. Um, I think the, you know, we had a good second quarter. Uh, believe it or not, the second quarter nationally was better than pre-COVID. Wow. And a lot of it, I think, was because of the federal assistance and unemployment benefits that, you know, unfortunately ended in July. Um, so August, you're, you're already starting to see the effects of slower traffic, uh, lower sales, and, you know, that's uh, coupled with school starting. So mm-hmm. um, with kids back in school, a lot of people aren't out as much as they used to be. The next few months, it's going to be interesting to see if we can turn this around. Um, our cases are still growing. Hopefully, 
you know, that'll turn back down and, you know, we can start going back to a better new normal. Do you see, a, uh, I mean, you've been through a lot and I'm really surprised to hear you had such a good second quarter, but, but looking back, it's not such a surprise and people were getting unemployment and getting the little extra, that $600 extra, I think helped a lot of people out. And now I, I guess it's a little bit more challenging, but is there a silver lining here? Have you learned something or do you feel that the public has learned something through this process that uh, will buoy us forward a little bit? Not sure. Cause you know, we're not out of this pandemic yet. I mean, there's still people who are not learning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not helping. I think our the mayor cause. calls those people knuckleheads. <laughs> I know, I like that. But, um, you know, recently I've seen a decrease of, well, let's say, violations of of what the county has imposed. So it's interesting to see that. I think people are starting to get the message. So you're seeing people are being able to come out and feel safer and actually be safer at the same time. I think so, but I think people are still nervous because of cases being so high in Hawaii the last month, and especially on Oahu. So I, I think people in Maui are, are just a little nervous about that because there's still travel in between islands. Yeah, we, we're still in quarantine, so we have that. Um, so I, I think that we're on our way to getting better, and um, hopefully we'll all be able to meet for a beer at the new brew company at the shops and i'm looking forward to that looking forward to, to joining you um over at the outlets and um doing some shopping for 80 percent off and, <laughs> and sharing and sharing a beer with you it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, thank you very much looking forward to seeing you soon brian aloha aloha